building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Good morning and happy Monday. Today's big question with a short answer is how do you build trust in business relationships? And this question I think really applies across the board. It could just be how do you build trust? This week, a few members of my team held this really amazing training session on building trust through communicating effectively. This presentation was specifically focused on how my team at our marketing agency can go about building trust with clients, but the lessons were so valuable and they apply so broadly that I wanted to bring this information to you today. And like I just said, it can apply to really every single relationship in your life. Building trust is the foundation of every business relationship. I have had personally, multiple business relationships where we just never quite got there. And when you don't trust a coworker, a business partner, a vendor, situations can go south really quickly. I think when we trust people, we're much more likely to give them the benefit of the doubt. And it's much easier to communicate openly with them, which is a really important part of having a good business relationship. That is why building trust should be the very first thing you do, and it should be a big focus. And I think that people usually think that trust is a byproduct of spending time together or talking a lot or, you know, working side by side with someone. But really, we should be a lot more purposeful about it. There are a few examples that also happened, well, last week and this on building trust that I wanted to share with you. A couple of clients last week came to their quarterly meetings with me. So I meet with every one of our clients on a quarterly basis just to talk about how the engagement is going, how we're tracking to their goals, what's going really well, and what we can improve. And there were two of our clients last week that basically said, one said, I think this is working, but I don't have the data that shows me how. And one said, I really don't think this is working. And they gave the tough feedback because we have earned their trust and we've earned their respect. I think that these clients respect my team, they like working with my team, and they respect me. And by giving the feedback, they gave us the opportunity to show that it is working or provide a plan to reach their goals or even just get in alignment around what the goals are, like if we can put some numbers in place and when we need to hit them. This kind of open and honest and straightforward, but kind, both parties delivered it in a very kind manner. This feedback only happens when you have built a foundation of trust. So that was just a couple examples recently that I thought of on why trust is so dang important. All right, let's talk a little bit about the how-to, the strategies that were shared by the members of my team that ran this training about how to build trust. One is, 
I know you've all probably heard this, listening to understand and not to respond. There are some people that when you talk to them, you can literally tell they're not comprehending what you say and they like they start talking while you're talking or you can tell they have something to say and it's like, dude, just listen and then like reinforce what I'm saying or acknowledge it or even challenge it. But listening just to respond is a terrible habit. When you're listening to respond, it's doing things like repeating the words back to them that they just said in your own words or translating it in a way that makes them feel like or helps them understand that you are processing what they're saying and you get it. And it's also validating feelings. Like in that example, I just the two examples I just gave you where we got some tough client feedback the first thing that I did was validate their feelings. I completely understand why you need this reporting. I totally understand why you feel like this isn't working and we need to do a better job at X, Y, Z. Just validating someone's feelings goes so far in good communication. The next thing is asking smart questions. Asking questions is honestly one of the most important skills that every single professional should learn. In nearly every meeting that I'm in, like sales meetings and client meetings, I do my best to ask questions and talk very little about myself. Now, it doesn't always work. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I do talk about myself, but I usually do try to keep the spotlight on the other person that's in the meeting. Most sales meetings that I run end with, well, we spent most of our time talking about us and not about you. And that's on purpose because when you ask smart questions, people really begin to trust you and you can position your questions in a way that shows people that you get it, that you've been where they are, that you understand their problems, you relate to them. The third strategy that you can use to build trust with good communication is called double clicking and it's getting to the real why, the why behind the why. So if a client comes to us and says, well, we want 30 leads this month and it's like, great, that's a great goal and I, you know, it's a smart goal, but why? What are we trying to get to? Well, 30 leads will turn into one customer. Okay. And like how much revenue are you looking to make? Can we reduce that lead number but increase the quality of the leads so that we can get you more customers with less, you know, like marketing qualification up front? So it's just going layers into every single question or every single goal that a client has or even a friend and asking them why and getting to the real why behind the why. All right. The fourth thing is challenging people. And this can be very hard for a lot of people. When you challenge people, you should do so directly, but you should do so kindly. And challenging can look like poking holes in plans, or it can look like saying no to a customer's idea and backing it with your why. Like we've tried this with a few other clients and it didn't work. Or this data says that, you know, this isn't the right approach. I think that ultimately when you challenge people, it's not always comfortable and it doesn't always make the people that you're challenging happy, but it does at the end of the day, grow respect between the two parties because you're able to hash these things out and get on the same page. 
All right, the next thing is shutting down distractions. This is something that super irks me in meetings. I think that you can show people how important they are in very, very simple ways, like closing down your Slack so that you're not jerking your head to the side in a virtual meeting. Wow, I actually just did it. Not that you can see me, but you're not jerking your head to the side in a virtual meeting looking at whatever notification is popping up because that's taking you off track from the conversation that you're having and doing other things like putting your phone away. I know like everyone on the planet keeps their phone on the table when they go to happy hour, they go out for dinner or whatever. And it's best to just not even keep it on the table. Now, there are some situations in which you need to. I know, like if my kids are at home, I'll keep my phone out just in case there's a crisis. But I personally need to get better at knowing that I don't need it and putting it away. And I bet you can too. Next is repeating words back. We already talked about this a little bit. So when you repeat someone's statement back to them in your own words, you're affirming their perspective and you're showing them that you understand. I think it's also important to relate to people with your own stories if you're comfortable sharing. I think this has to be done intelligently, though, because sometimes when you relate with your own stories, it makes it seem like you're turning the story into something about yourself where really you want to keep the focus on them. That's something that I wonder about all the time. Like, I feel like I have related stories to a lot of things that people say. And then it's like, well, I don't want to turn the situation into something about me. So use sparingly and be careful with it. All right. That is it. Those are the strategies to build trust. So in summary, listen to understand, not to respond. Ask smart questions. Double click and get to the real why. Challenge people. Shut down your distractions. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention. Turn off your freaking Slack sound. Please, 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 please. It's so annoying. Um, And repeat words back to people. That is it. I hope that this episode helped you understand how to build trust in business relationships and in other relationships in general. If you got value out of this episode, please send it to just one person that you think will relate or will get value out of this episode as well. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you.